it all goes back to feeling what's right for you. Remember, we're feelers as empaths. You have that intuition. You have the knowing. You have the internal GPS to really follow along and listen to your heart of what works for you along your journey. This is the Mind Body Detox Podcast, where we discuss all things integrative health and wellness, interviewing folks from all over the world, sharing insights and wisdom on how to live a healthier life in mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to the Mind Body Detox Podcast. I am your host, integrative intuitive medium, Kara Lovehart. And today we are finishing up the final episode in our empath series. And today we're talking about mastering energy management, tools for empath empowerment. Now, if you are not an empath, again, this episode is still going to be very helpful for you. Energy awareness is so empowering and it's a really great topic to explore, especially if you're looking to learn more about yourself, how you work and to just find your own personal empowerment. Now let's remember that energy is who we are. Energy is everything. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but it can become out of balance. Keeping your energy well, whether you're an empath or not, is the key to maintaining a really healthy, balanced lifestyle. Now keep in mind, when we're talking about the tools for energy management today, These are less of the physical tools, such as the self-care non-negotiables we talked about in a couple episodes ago, stuff that's psychological that relates to boundaries and maybe working with a counselor and some energy dynamics that happen in relationships. That was the last episode. These are things that work with the subtle energy field. Our chi, our prana, our aura, our spirit, our vibe. There's so many different words that point to this energy system, the part of us that is non-physical, the part of us that we experience, but we aren't always able to nail down and put into a physical category. So we're going to talk about first, maybe some signs of our energy being imbalanced. So when your energy is out of balance, these are signs that may come up for you. And keep in mind These are things that if they're on a regular basis, so not that, you know, my energy is out of balance if I experience stress for one day. Yeah, it gets a little imbalanced, but the whole goal is to find that counterbalance. There is no such thing as balance in the term that which we think it is. We think balance is a stationary place. Balance is always a movement, a shifting, a counterbalancing back and forth in our lives. So if we are feeling a little bit stressed or anxious, you know, we come back to our foundations of who we are, what our identity is as an empath, our self-care non-negotiables, our sleep, our boundaries, all the things we talked about in the previous episodes. So just keep in mind with these eight signs that your energy could be out of balance. These are things that if they're going on for a long term, um, these are things that we would more want to be more addressed Um, With, of course, all the different things we talked about in the past. Again, I am not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, but these things are absolutely particular signs that I would pay attention to that are going to make it harder to become empowered or to master your energy field or to be able to live a life as as an empath and really a, a happy, healthy, balanced life. And the word is balance there. So one of the first signs that our energy is out of balance is, of course, when we're putting out a lot of excess energy. So that could look like anxiety. That's a lot of energy movement happening inside of us. Stress, frenetic energy, feeling negative. That can be a very powerful 
excess of energy coming off of us, feeling angry or feeling overly excited or even really hyper. So that's an example of being out of balance. Our energy just coming off of us and within us is just frenetic and and a little bit chaotic. That can be an energy imbalance. The opposite, of course, is true where our energy is just feeling low, maybe withdrawn. There's not a lot of energetic activity happening. We could be feeling tired or burned out, um, heavy or melancholy or just complacent, feel like we're stagnant. So those are two obvious contrasting points of our energy potentially being out of balance. Also, number three is if we are feeling disconnected or spacey. If you have a hard time concentrating or the inability to focus, that can be a sign of your energy being out of balance. The other aspect of that is true. Number four is if we are overthinking, we're hyper-focused, we're overanalyzing, we have a hard time kind of pulling back and not being so focused and motivated and almost like you have tunnel vision. So those are absolutely signs that you can have an energy imbalance. Any physical symptoms that you could be feeling, number five, physical symptoms, so chronic pain, headaches, digestive issues, or other health ailments. So I think if you haven't listened to this whole podcast yet, episode two on the energy field and who are you is a good one to revisit because again, those are talking about the colors and how they come up in our energy field and as imbalances, but these are just in general imbalances in the energy field and what the other symptoms are. But of course, physical symptoms come up over the long term when our energy has been out of balance for a long time. Of course, we can get acute pain or headaches or things that just happen overnight because of stress and because of either feeling high or feeling low, that excess energy or that low amount of energy and lack of movement, you know, are feeling disconnected or spacey and ability to focus or even hyper-focusing and over-analyzing and overthinking. So those, again, those are both extremes of both of those aspects, but all of those over time can lead us having physical symptoms. If we are craving substances, experiences, food, or anything in excess, that can be a sign of burnout. It can be a sign of imbalance. And it's absolutely a big symptom for a lot of people um, that they are needing to work with that to master their energy. Number seven is trying to control everything and having a hard time letting go and trusting. So that is a sign of your energy out of balance. A lot of times I see people, again, over extending their energy, trying to control the world around them instead of, you know, looking at what can they control, letting the rest go and having trust or calling in the divine or having a faith in a higher power to help them out in the other areas. And the number eight is experiencing blocks in maybe your creativity and your relationships, maybe even in your income or your finances, or even having the inability to have fun and just play. So those are some common symptoms that I see and I experience in my clients that have energy imbalances. So we're going to go through those again, number one through eight. One is feeling your nervous system is heightened, like anxiety, stress, negative, angry, or overly excited, feeling low or tired or burned out, heavy, feeling disconnected or spacey, number three, the inability to focus. Number four is overanalyzing or overthinking or over-focusing, hyper-focusing. Number five is having any physical symptoms in the body. Number six is that cravings, those cravings that you experience or having anything that you want in excess. And number seven, trying to control everything or feeling the inability to let go and to be able to have trust. And the number eight is experiencing blocks in our ability to flow, flow in relationships, flow in our creative style, 
flow and the aspect of money coming in and out of our lives um, and the ability to flow and just have fun. So those are eight potential signs that your energy could be out of balance. Okay, so if you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I have some of these, I need to figure out what I got to do here. You know, it's okay. We all experience imbalance in our lives and we all are working on finding ways that we can master our own energy, that we can learn to counterbalance when things get hard, when we get out of balance as empaths or we get overwhelmed. And that's what this journey is all about. That is what life is all about. It's about learning and pivoting and growing and learning some more. So when it comes to mastering your energy, let's keep in mind as we grow, as we learn, that there is no finish line. There is just a journey. I think that people really hyper fixate on getting there, getting to this level of mastery. And of course, this title of this episode is Mastering Energy Management, But I think that in our culture, like I said before in past episodes, that there's so much perfectionism and this need to get there, get to the goal that we've been trained to be that way, that I think just keeping in mind that balance is accepting where you're at at that time and coming back into yourself, into where you are at, not reacting to something from the past or reacting to what you think is going to happen in the future. Balance is centeredness, balance is presence, balance is here. And counterbalancing is always coming back to that point. That is always the space in which we need to find within ourselves when we do feel out of balance. And again, these tools that we're going to share are really great ways to be able to get your energy back in balance if you're experiencing these signs. So my favorite tools for mastering energy and working with those, number one is, of course, the foundations that we talked about in past episodes, sleep, food, and movement. Those are foundational. And I really like those as the first step because a lot of times we get into these heady mindset type of things where we feel like we need to get all the affirmations and we need to have positive thinking and gratitude and all that stuff, but we're not really working with our our sleep or what we're eating and getting the, the best fuel to be able to have more motivation and more willpower to work with the mindset piece. So that is number one. Remember the foundations of sleep, food, and movement. Um, those are, that's the foundational tool. And then number two is that mind piece. So we do talk about that. I think that having a growth mindset and seeing the world around you as a playground for infinite possibilities, opportunities, potentials, that type of mindset is a complete shift from a limited perspective, from a fixed mindset that's this is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. I grew up this way. I inherited this from my parents. That mindset can make or break our energy empowerment. It can set us in the direction of our dreams or it can stop us in our tracks. And that growth mindset does include gratitude. It includes a gratitude mindset, being grateful for what we have, being okay with where we're at, and continuing to move into the direction of our dreams. And we only can move into that space if we have a growth mindset. Number three is a spiritual practice. This includes prayer. This includes meditation, some sort of cleansing, some sort of space where you find clarity with a higher power. This also could include saging. You know, some people use sage or ritual of some sort, like ringing a bell or chanting or playing a singing bowl, maybe lighting incense something that they do in their practice spiritually that helps them to find a space within themselves of clarity, peace, and spiritual cleansing. 
even such thing as fasting. You know, each different spiritual practice has something different they do, but I think that's really powerful as a foundational tool for mastering your energy. And then number four is energy medicine tools. That is a big topic here. And I know in the upcoming episodes, we're going to talk more about these things. And I have a guest coming on that's going to talk about some of these uh, really great tools for energy management when it comes to the uh, physical realm. But I just think that these four tools are really what it takes. Something how people get into the field of energy medicine and energy awareness, and they want to do all the things. And they get overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that challenging. It doesn't have to be that complex. It can be simple. The foundational tools like sleep, food, and movement, mindset, and a gratitude practice. It's just a very simple, very simple. Having some sort of spiritual practice on a daily basis, on a consistent basis. And then working with these energy medicine tools that I'm going to share here. Those are four very simple things that I think are very helpful to getting the foundation for mastering your energy over time. And remember, it takes time and there is no destination. It is a journey. So here's some of the energy medicine tools that really work that I've worked with over the years that I love. I love, 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 love. And the first one is Reiki and energy healing. Now we had that Reiki episode with the lovely Ricky Friedman. So go back and listen to that episode if you have not listened to that. But energy healing as an empath is just so amazing. If you have never experienced an energy healer, I highly recommend going and seeing one because it's one of those things, even for myself, uh, COVID, when COVID happened, I, I was giving myself energy work and I, I always work on myself and do self-care practices in that manner. But having an energy session from another person, you know, after those long quarantine days, it just, I forgot how much it affects me as an empath and as a sensitive. And it's kind of similarly, if you're someone that gets regular massages or body work and you haven't had one in a long time, you may not realize how tight your shoulders or your low back were until someone's actually working on them. And that's the same experience that you can have with getting an energy treatment where, especially for your first time, if you've never had one, where you just feel so different afterwards, you go, wow, I had no idea. And again, it's less physical in nature than our bodies. So it's less, it's more subtle and maybe not as uh, apparent sometimes, but it is very, very helpful. Now, energy medicine and energy healing includes things like acupuncture. You know, acupuncture works with needles to move the energy system, to move the chi, to move the prana. And I think that's really powerful. Now, I, I do a, a technique that's color puncture. It's acupuncture without needles. And it is very effective and it's very non-invasive. It's amazing for shifting emotions, shifting the energy field and helping empaths to really thrive. So I recommend if you have a color puncture therapist or an acupuncturist in your area to really check that out. Sound healing is another tool. Again, sound healing is a form of energy healing. And for those who are very sensitive to noise, if you're one that has a lot of inner chatter and inner dialogue, inner monologues that kind of just continue to hamster wheel inside of your mind, I think that that's a really good energy healing modality to try if you need to find that balance and that clarity and that space where you just have that stillness. That is really, really beneficial. I, I really highly recommend that. And then anything that would really work with balancing the energy field. So hands-on healing, um, there is, of course, uh, other so many different types of energy modalities like shamanic healing and, and, and chakra balancing is another one, but they all really are very beneficial. Now, a side note on chakra balancing, a lot of people ask me, 
I want to get chakra balancing versus I want to get Reiki or whatever. But, you know, I have to look at it like this, that all of these healing modalities will help to balance the energy system and balance the chakra system. Even yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong, those are the movement category of energy medicine that we'll talk about next, but those also will balance the chakra system. We talk about this at, at length in the Mind Body Detox program, different ways that we work with that system. We don't always talk about it and call it the chakra system because it's something that it's more than just what we are learning about in, in maybe our yoga culture or these, there's a lot of books out there on the energy system. There's so much depth to it that it's easily affected by anything that we do. And I think that's why getting a regular energy healer to work with you can be very, very powerful. And even working with a coach or a counselor, like those things also move energy. So keep that in mind. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, when you get a massage, you're, you're working with the muscle tissue. Okay. Yes. We're going to release that tight muscle in my neck or my, my shoulders or whatever. Massage is something that, yes, it's a third dimensional thing that affects the physical body and it also affects the emotions. It also affects the way the blood flow, you know, it, it affects certain layers and certain dimensions of our consciousness. But when you're working with energy medicine, it's so kind of zoomed out in a way that you can get a Reiki session and you can decrease your physical pain. You could have muscles that are, that can relax that just from having the energy system balanced and it's, and maybe you had no massage involved in that treatment. So I think it's really one of those things that it's a foundational tool that really helps every other physical health and wellness routine that you're doing. Even if you are taking supplementation or you're going through other treatments, I think energy healing can be really helpful again at helping the nervous system and the energy system balance so that everything else you're doing works better. So that's why I really enjoy um, working with energy medicine tools. So let's talk about movement. Movement moves your energy, of course, right? It moves blood flow. It moves your, you know, you're, you're, you're stretching your muscle tissue. You're stretching the fascia. You're stretching your body, but you're also stretching and moving the energy through your meridian system, through the channels, if you will, that many of the Eastern traditions in Chinese medicine talk about. So I think something as simple as stretching is a really great way to move your energy. And people underestimate the power of that, like a gentle stretch. And I think a lot of empaths that I work with, when they get overwhelmed, they crawl into bed, they crawl into that, the couch and, and wrap up in a blanket, and they just stay still and stagnant. We talked about this before in a past episode, but movement is very, very powerful. So Qigong is awesome. I highly recommend Qigong, medical Qigong or just Qigong. Tai Chi or Tai Chi Cha. Yoga, Kundalini Yoga and Kriya Yoga is really powerful for moving the energy. And even modalities such as somatic experiencing and maybe even EFT tapping. So EFT tapping is something we'll have someone on the show to talk about that, but we are tapping on the meridian points, the energy channel points to move through anything that might be stuck in there that's a, a contributing to emotional imbalances or energy imbalances. And then mudras. So if you've ever seen someone meditating on any of any, if you've ever seen a picture of a person meditating, they usually have their fingers together, their thumb and their forefingers and their middle finger together. That's a really common mudra that we see. But mudras are really helpful, not only for the nervous system and the energy system, but they are really foundational tools to balance the energy when it's out of balance. And you might even do this naturally. You might even put your fingers together in certain ways. You'll notice people, when they are public speakers, they have certain ways that they hold their hands 
watch politicians um, that are maybe more power mudras. I mean, they're not mudras in the sense of maybe the Eastern tradition, but they are a way of gathering the energy, moving the energy in a way that they're directing it to the audience they're talking to, and they're using hand gestures to make a point, to make emphasis, to put more power, oomph, or strength into a particular thought or idea. The same thing can be with, if you've ever watched Tai Chi, um, which is really slowed down martial arts and movement. If you see that, if you watch it, it's very relaxing. It's very gentle. It's very soothing and calming. And again, they're moving their energy. They're moving their prana. They're moving their chi. And mudras are something that we do all the time. We put our fingers together. We put our fists together when we're mad. We do things that move our energy. And sometimes we do things that keep our energy stagnant inside of our bodies. One of the things that I always did as a kid, and I learned from a Tai Chi instructor um, as an adult, he was a shiatsu person too, very great practitioner. He noticed that I would take my thumb and index finger and put it together, then do my thumb and middle finger, thumb to the ring finger, thumb to the pinky, and I'd just go back and forth with it. Just kind of, I don't know, like a, I'm just doing this as, an, as almost like a nervous reaction and... Uh, it's something that really helps to balance me. And it was really cool when he was sharing with me that that's really good for balancing the energy system. And it is, you know, again, touching your forefinger and your index finger and touching it to all the different fingers. And different mudras do different things. So I think it's really interesting that we naturally do a lot of this stuff. Um, we naturally watch our animals do this, just such as, as stretching. An animal will stretch after it's getting up from a long nap, and so will we, because we need to move our energy around. We need to move the blood flow. Um, you'll see animals shake, or they'll move their body in certain ways after they've gotten to a quarrel, or if they've you know, had a, a run-in with another animal and there's some sort of dynamic happening there. They'll move their energy and shift and let things go in that way. So we can also do that through movement as well. It's a really great way that we can use um, energy medicine and, and as a tool. So again, Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, somatic experiencing, EFT tapping, these are all different forms of energy medicine. And then my favorite stuff, this is like, I'm such a nerd about this, is I love to work with energy medicine tools such as frequency devices. There is so much more information now and tech to use to regulate our energy systems. I mean, years ago, the Rife machine was like a really common thing that people were talking about. They're not, they're not as common nowadays, but with technology and people having these common experiences around the draining forces of being in front of your computer all day, um, Wi-Fi, all that stuff, even just the energy of, you know, environments as empaths, we pick up negative energy in our, in our vicinity around us. It's, really interesting to see all these frequency devices coming out that we can utilize to support a balanced energy system. So one common thing is like these different pendants, necklaces, bracelets that people can wear, energy balancing bracelets. And I find those really, really cool. They of course can do some different muscle testing and energy testing to, to, to show you the, the benefit of them, but just wearing them as energy sensitive people can really make a difference. And we can tell I got my first grounding pendant um, years and years ago, and it was one of those things that when I put it on, my energy just felt so good. I felt very much in my body and very much aware of the physical sensations in my body versus just being in my head. And it was just a simple necklace that I was wearing. And interestingly enough, 
we had three different pendants. One helped you to relax and not kind of be as aware of your body. And one helped you to get more aware of it. And it was interesting to me because I didn't know which pendant did what. My partner just put them on me and he said, well, how do you feel now? And I said, I feel really grounded. He said, well, that's the grounding pendant. So to me, I always like that kind of stuff because I don't want it to be psychosomatic, even though the placebo effect is very powerful. I just wanted to make sure that it was something that wasn't just in my head. So I think those pendants that are out there, again, there's a lot of companies, but I think that those are very helpful. Grounding mats are another tool that you will see out there on the market. Um, They're very fabulous for helping your body ground in electromagnetically to the earth, especially if you are working in front of a computer. I think it's very helpful for the system, not just your energy system, but also just for the physical health of the body. My favorite one is infrared crystal mats. I am a big fan. There's a the company that's been out there the longest time is the Biomat company. That is the Richway Biomat company. They are based, they're based from 10, 20 years now. And they're, they're a multi-level marketing company, but I like them because they've been around for a really long time. I am not associated with them. I do not sell their mats, but I really like those products. And then the Healthy Line infrared mats. They are just one of my favorite. Um, they're really affordable and the benefits of them are just outstanding. I will put in the show notes some videos on them and on that. Another thing is pulse electromagnetic frequency devices and magnetic resonance therapies. So those are, again, more of those things are going to be common. You're going to see more of these things. Even uh, the devices like the Healy device, MagnaWave device, those things are out there on the market. And again, you're going to see some of these wrapped around MLM and direct sales. And again, I prefer them to not be associated with those um, because again, it can put people in a place where they are giving away their power. But if you are really healthy and grounded and anchored in yourself, there is nothing wrong with being associated with an MLM or a multi-level marketing company. I think that those are really powerful ways to market and share all these amazing uh, devices and tools and products. But I definitely uh, recommend, again, doing your research on all of these. Another thing is Organite. Organite is gemstones and conductive metals like copper wire or different types of wire or metal flex inside a resin a resin cast. And those things are really helpful for the energy system and getting rid of any electronic Uh, debris or any electronic pollution. And we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode here. Um, I have a special uh, guest that's coming on. I'm very excited to welcome him on here talking about some of these tools that we can use to eradicate EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, and other pollution that might be affecting our energy system. So those are like some cool things. Like if you have no any frequency devices that I may not be aware of, there's new things coming out every single day. I want to know about them. I want you to send them to me. I want to try these all these things out. I love this stuff. There was a thing that I tried recently. It was called the Lucia Light. It was a device that basically sent different light frequencies and flashes of light um, at your forehead with your eyes closed and helped put you in a really nice, gentle, relaxed, altered state of consciousness. And that was like amazing. It was it was amazing. And again, that device is there to help balance your nervous system through relaxing the nervous system. And your energy system is so intertwined with the relaxation response. And that, of course, creates more balance when you are more relaxed. So any tech that you find out there that you think is super cool, please send it to us. If you know of any other podcasts that have information on that stuff, let us know because I am always up to learn more and more about that stuff. 
But again, I think Reiki, energy healing, hands-on healing, and movement like Qigong and Tai Chi and yoga, those have been around forever. Those are baseline things. This tech stuff is new, but it's just groundbreaking. And it's just really cool to see how some of these things can help us, especially if we can't always afford to see an energy healer on a consistent basis. Something that's affordable that we can use every day that we can keep on our person, like a pendant or something like that. I think those are just really valuable tools for balancing our energy system. And number four, again, going back to this down regulation of the nervous system. We talk about that a lot, down regulating the nervous system, relaxing the nervous system. Something that I think is really powerful to try out are those float tanks, those float tanks, the salt tanks. Um, If you have one of those near you, I would absolutely recommend those any sort of sensory deprivation that can be really helpful down regulating the nervous system, earthing and getting out in nature. Sometimes they call it forest bathing. I think just being out in nature is absolutely down regulating for the nervous system and incorporating plant medicine. That is a very powerful tool that works with the energy system. You might've heard of Bach flower remedies and plant or flower essences But even just plant medicine in general, working with an herbalist that's more on a physical level, but plants and essential oils and all that stuff, anything that comes from plants does really, again, affect the energy system too, in a way that's non-invasive a lot of times, depending on what type of plant you're working with. Some of them are very strong, but I think that those are really helpful for people who are energy sensitive. A lot of times we can't handle chemicals and anything that's is man-made. So some of these tools working with plant medicine and essential oils and flower essences can be very beneficial. And then number five, this is all the head stuff. Hypnotherapy. You might hear have heard of quantum healing hypnosis, uh, shamanic journeying, maybe getting a past life regression, anything that's more in the, the psychological, the dream space, this altered state of consciousness that we experience in hypnotherapy or in, or in a dreamlike state, Working with that stuff, I think, is really beneficial for our energy. And this is the space where when you get deeper into energy medicine and your own personal empowerment when it comes to the spiritual realms, this is the space that may not you may not be ready for that yet. But as you journey more deeper into finding balance and mastery over your energy field, you will come upon these different techniques and these different modalities that you may try, and I've tried over the years, that are really powerful. I mean... Shamanic journeying is something that works with our psychology. It works with some of these core patterns that we have that affect our energy system. And we can go into these spaces, whether you believe they're real or made up does not matter because it's still a subjective experience that's very powerful, that shifts us on a psychological, emotional, spiritual level, that can change the way that we carry ourselves. It can change the way our energy flows. So I'm really fascinated with the depth of what these things have to offer. Like even something like past life regression that I mentioned, I have a really interesting perspective on past lives. I'm not necessarily a believer in them, but I'm not a non-believer. I will talk about that in another episode. I think past lives are a very interesting concept and I've absolutely had these experiences that were very visceral, very real, and very much affecting me in this life quote unquote, this life in this present moment in, in my, in my life that affected me. And I think that those things are really crucial to explore, especially if you keep hitting a block and you feel like, you know, no matter what I do, I've been doing, you know, the self mastery tools for sleep and food and movement. I've been working with my mindset for years and gratitude. I have a consistent spiritual practice. 
I'm working with the energy medicine tools. I'm working with Reiki or energy healing. I'm doing movement, Tai Chi, yoga, all the things I mentioned. If you're really still hitting blocks, I think this is a deeper layer for people who are really interested in exploring that they can go into these realms and and even just if it's hypnotherapy, because that's something that's simple, it's kind of more well-known, you know, it's not as maybe potentially woo-woo or out there as some of the like quantum healing hypnosis or some of the shamanic journeying stuff. Some people that's just not comfortable for them and that's okay. There's so many different ways to explore it. And that's why I love holistic medicine. That's why I love um, this whole realm because there's something for everyone, no matter what your background is, your personal, religious, or spiritual beliefs. Even if you were, you know, an atheist, there is something out there for everyone to explore their consciousness, to explore their empowerment and find empowerment, I should say, in their journey, on their journey. And then another one I will add for the head is binaural music. I am a big fan of these tunes, I should call them. They're usually meditations or ambient music that you listen to with headphones. And I love the binaural music because it's really beneficial for downregulating the nervous system. Like I said before, I mentioned this before in another episode, but I really highly recommend checking out binaural music. Um, I'm a big fan of Kelly Howell. She is the creator of BrainSync. It's one of the companies that's been around for a really long time. And I'll incorporate her links and everything in the show notes so you can check her out. If you are on Spotify, um, she also has all of her albums on Spotify. So I highly recommend those. And again, they're great to listen to with headphones and it helps to downregulate the nervous system puts you in a little bit of a different brainwave pattern if you need to focus, if you need to relax, if you need to go into deep sleep pattern or meditate. I think it's really helpful, again, when it comes to the areas of the heady stuff when it comes to managing our energy. And I listen to binaural beats every night before I go to bed. It's actually part of my bedtime routine. It's it's just really helpful for my energy system to unwind and decompress and to just find balance again. And balance, of course is the goal that we are trying to achieve as empaths, which is why we covered all these topics in the last few episodes. So I really hope that this series on empaths helped some of you out there that are struggling with your sensitivity. And please remember that there are so many other tools, there's so much, but all you need to do is keep it simple. Simple is better and building up from the foundations is the best way to go. You don't need to do all of these all at once. There's a lot of information and we're going to be diving in deeper into some of these amazing energy medicine tools and techniques and talk about each one of them. But really, it all goes back to feeling what's right for you. Remember, we're feelers as empaths. You have that intuition. You have the knowing. You have the internal GPS to really follow along and listen to your heart of what works for you along your journey. And I always recommend to have someone in your corner to have a coach, to have someone you're working with that is aware of energy medicine and is an energy medicine practitioner. Currently at this time, I'm accepting new clients, but only a few because I don't have a lot of openings. So if you do feel called to work with me as an energy intuitive, I work with people remotely or in person, I would love to work with you and see how we can help balance your energy and get yourself in a place where you want to be to find that empowerment as an empath. I'm also going to share in the show notes some different references and resources to find a reputable energy healer or an energy medicine practitioner in your area. I think it's really good for, um, again, finding someone that you, you resonate with that is ethical and is professional. I think that's really important, especially for you to have the healing experience and to reach your goals and go to where you want to go. 
The other thing is the Mind Buddy Detox program that we run here at Firefly Hollow. We run online for people who are remote and not local, as well as in person for people who are local. This program is a holistic program that is utilizing all of these tools we talked about, customized to what that person needs. So I think it's something that if you're interested in that program, yes, we work with people. We are taking new clients for that program. We are looking to work with people who want to master the energy system. We are looking for people who are energy sensitives and intuitives that really need to find a way to be able to use their skill set to give their gifts to the world instead of being overwhelmed. So if you're interested in that at all, I will leave a link in the show notes so you can do a free consultation with me. Um, We can absolutely talk about that and see if that's something that is for you at this time. But other than that, the next episode I'm going into, I'm really excited about. I want to just let you guys know that we are going to be talking about self-sabotage. This is a huge thing for everyone out there, even if you're an empath or not. Again, self-sabotage is one of the things that gets in our way for everything. I could share all this information with you, every single episode you have listened to possibly. You could listen to the information, it goes in one ear and it goes out the other. And it's information that maybe you've been helpful for you, but implementing and putting into practice some of these things is something that's really challenging. We maybe set a goal or we make an intention to do something and then it never happens or we start and we fall off the wagon or whatever it is. We have so many different ways that we sabotage our progress and never reach our goals or it takes us a lot longer. And I think that for any lifestyle change that we're looking to make, whether it's weight loss, whether it's emotional health, whether it's working on our relationships, whether it's becoming empowered as an empath, whatever your goal is, Finding ways to kick self-sabotage in the butt is really the first thing you need to do before any system, before any changes need to be made. Because this is the biggest thing that I see in our world, that why we don't have a, you know, not just a better home life, a better healthier environment around ourselves. It, it ripples out into our communities, into our country, our culture. All of these things that we could create together as a society are really inhibited by our inner saboteur. So we're going to talk about that in the upcoming episode. I'm really looking forward to that. Again, I hope that these last few episodes on empaths have helped you all. And if you have any questions at all or feel like you want to work with me, please reach out. I'd be really happy to connect. So thank you so much, my friends, again, for listening and be well until next time. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Detox podcast. We wish you wellness and health in your mind, body, and spirit. And be well until next time, my friends.